This is the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent Cortines. We are suffering through a Man United potential league chase. We are seeing the destruction of Liverpool, and we are seeing the rise of the Phoenix that is Manchester City. But first, we have to check in on my favorite team and Mike's favorite team, Spurs versus Leeds. Let's get right to it. What do you yeah. got for me? Bielsa Ooh. Mourinho, fight to the death. Blood on the tracks. It was so funny to see people hate Mourinho so much. Like, Bielsa's team was losing 3-0 down. They had their chances, right? But, like, they're like, they're so great. They're so much fun to watch. They're wonderful. Oh, my God, look at them play attacking football. It's like, dude, they're getting slaughtered. They're getting fucking crushed. (laughs) I know. But they're so attractive. It doesn't matter. They're so lovely. They're so fun. (laughs) That fucking broadcast made me dislike Leeds a little bit for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I think there is a fawning... Because they're different. So I think one of the it's narratives... It's because they're of, stubborn. That's why. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, is like <laughs> Leeds was playing two wingers at fullback, uh, fullback at center back, and their fourth string center back. Yeah. It was like a 12-year-old playing FIFA. Just like, ah, fuck defense. Yeah. I, I, you, you know what, though? I watched the first half, and once the Spurs had their three goals, I was like, hey, they're not coming back. But... They never gave up. They kept trying to fight. Yeah. They kept trying to score. And I'm going to die on this mountain. Patrick Bamford is terrible. If they had oh, a real great. striker, they'd have, we'd have 20 goals. If they, if they had a goal for every time he had a wry smile, they might be top of the league. It's uh, just his middle-class fucking preppy murderer face that I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't fucking stand that guy. <laughs> like, that I guy mean, definitely fucked someone's girlfriend. Uh, one, absolutely. Yeah. And and didn't feel bad. So the, the window's open now. And we actually haven't even thought about that as a topic to discuss, which we should. But yeah. um, do we see Leeds as a team that's going to go out and get a guy uh, to be in the middle? We obviously know they Wolves need, are going to be in that a, hunt. They right? need a defender. Oh, my God. They need a real defender. They need, like, four of them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, for all of the attacking talent that they have going forward – do they pull a Chelsea and just kind of just keep buying attacking talent, even though that they could, fucking- they could, but, but I think we should probably, you know, I got, I had the intro and I wanted to go straight to our favorite team, but we probably, we actually have a few headlines. Where do you want to yeah. go? Do you want to go Southampton one nil Southampton yeah. one Liverpool nil? I think you have you to start go- there yeah. because yeah. it starts, every- it, it sets everything else up, right? Yeah. So- because yeah, they're the top of the league. Out off the presses, just ended a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, I mean, an, an early goal. I didn't even turn it on yet. An early oh, goal. Dude, it's still a good finish. <laughs> a shitty foul, right? A yeah. shitty foul by who is it? Tiago. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's up the. I mean, James Ward Prowse is going to put it anywhere you want, but Trent Alexander-Arnold sort of is in a tough position because he's, he's between like he's two set guys. The record for giveaways in a game. Yeah. Yeah, he had a rough afternoon, and it started early, right? Like, he he sort of felt like he's like, I have to cover Walcott and Ings. What the fuck am I going to do? Where's my help? And then all of a sudden, he covers basically neither of them. And Danny Ings, what in the world with that, that finish? That filthy. Uh, <laughs> now, it here's reminded the- me of Vardy at Liverpool. No, that was – but that was from 40 yards away. way further away. But, yeah, but it was similar in the, yeah, in the yeah. trajectory. Now, I think the thing to bring up is – Liverpool still don't have defenders. I think Klopp is starting not to trust his youngsters. So Henderson played in defense. Thiago was in the midfield. 
And I feel like he had a little bit of a hard time. I mean, he was making some passes, but Liverpool were blunt. They had one shot on target. Mm -hmm. And your boy, Walker Peters, who you thought was crap, is still uh, like, yeah, watch this. He's getting there. He he went to war with Mane and did well. Like, I think he's, I think Mane is now the measuring stick. If you have a good defender, can he go toe to toe with Mane? Right. Right. The way that Aurier did when you guys should have beat Liverpool. Aurier mm-hmm. went to war with it was a different performance, but still the same. Like it's Mane who makes that team run. I feel like Salah gets a lot of plaudits, but he seems to be he disappeared in that game. Well, just Salah's the finisher, right? Like yeah, that's why he gets what he gets. He he's Firmino does and, and Firmino is stitching the whole thing together. But still, I mean Liverpool blunt. They had a one-one draw where they, they really battered. Uh, Newcastle, which 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 you can write off. You go, okay, the draws are here, but they're not getting the luck and getting the wins. They're more mm-hmm. like the, they're more they're they they just they're not getting the the breaks. I mean, they're not having defensive problems. No. Liverpool, they're having so problems scoring. The same way that City have been having problems scoring. Right. Okay. So let's go back to uh, the thirteenth. They on the sixth. They have a great four nil win over Wolves, who were sort of dilapidated at that point. They're, yeah, they're, they're they drop points at Craven Cottage one one. That was squeak, bad. They squeak by Spurs in a game they probably should not have won. No, they're not lost, but they probably shouldn't have won that game. They get right. they get the voodoo devil bullshit bounce. Yeah, on the ninety fourth minute, they win that game. Fine, yeah. there it is. Right, the next game. They they absolutely shit pump Palace. They beat them seven nothing. Right, that's that right. game. You go, oh great, Liverpool's back. Blah 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 blah. And then they can't win on the, they can't win on the road or at home. One one against West Brom at Anfield, the Allardyce special. Away to Newcastle, nil nil. And then today they drop point. They drop a one nothing. Right. So um, they're they're, they're still they're, they're still probably the best team in the league. I disagree, and we could talk about who I think the best team in the league are. You think it's my team? <laughs> I think it's Manchester City. I, I just it's, well, this... I mean, it's a good segue. City played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea was a little bit in crisis, crisis, crisis. That crisis button is floating. It's going everywhere. Yeah. Who's next? It's like a ghost that just goes everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's like hopefully and, it stays uh, in Chelsea for a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought Chelsea played the lineup that everybody wanted to see, right? Everybody wanted to see Ziyech. With Werner in the middle and Pulisic, they wanted it with Conte and and Mount. I mean, Mount. People are a little bit annoyed with Mount and Kovacic. Yeah. Everything was there except for Reese James. And City weathered the first fifteen minutes. I thought that, I thought that Chelsea came out and really put City under pressure. I mean, sure. the difference now is that City doesn't wilt. They're just like, what? Bring it. I got this. So they mm-hmm. defended really well. I think that's an underrated part. And the narrative, like we talked about, is just, oh, they kicked the shit out of them. No, no, no. S- Chelsea came, threw a few haymakers. City were like, okay, we got this. Let's figure out what we're going to do. De Bruyne breaks in. You think the goal's going in. Then you're like, oh, fuck. City's got, they're on this problem again. Then the City's like, oh, these guys don't know what's happening. <laughs> and boom. Then they just fucking lit them up, right? Well, look, then, they, I, I then the, the ball started moving everywhere. And then the, 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 the goal started Foden. going in. It's Phil Foden, man. Yeah. They need to play him more. I, I'm a huge – I've always been a huge Phil Foden fan, but – The thing is, but do you watch the, the games goal. when he plays and sometimes eh, nothing happens? happens? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, like, honestly, that's – how unfair is it to him that he's playing against the – 
third best team in the fucking Champions League group or the yeah, yeah, ninth yeah. division FA Cup opponent, right? Yeah, you like, need time. You need time to bet in. Yeah, I I agree. I think that he he has the thing. I think you know some Pep. I don't know what Pep's. I'd love to know what Pep's issue is, right? On why he doesn't play him. Is it because right. I? So as a City fan, I have got a couple of things. One, I don't think he complains. I don't think he goes to Pep and says, "Play me," like he does every day. Like goes in there and goes, "I I need to play," right? right. He's not being a dick. He seems mm-hmm. like a good guy, right? Yeah. And I think like guys like Mares are. Right, Mares is like, oh yeah, hey, Pepe, this is bullshit. I didn't come here for this bullshit. <laughs> I want to play. Uh, Bernardo seems like that's mostly it, the team is filled with good guys, right? So if you if you're not squeaky, you're just not going to play. You got to be a pain in the ass, right? Right. He's not just going to pick you because you can play because they all can play. Well, and if there was anybody in that room who can't really say anything, it's Phil Foden, right? He's still the kid. He hasn't accomplished that much relative to a Sterling, a uh, Amarez, yeah. and know, Sterling uh, was, and Sterling is just like he's trusted, right? He's even if he's not finishing, he's just does stuff. Yeah, he's creating. Yeah, right. So he runs, he does this, he does that, and City were all over the place. We got good Bernardo Silva, we got amazing oh, Gundogan. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rodri didn't hurt the team. He still turns like a fucking battleship, but they ticked over. I didn't see any problem with any of the game. I mean, when City play well and they have Zinchenko in. You're like, well, they really kicked the shit out of this team. Right, exactly. That's kind of my thinking, too, right? Like, I mean, Cancelo with another great performance, but... Um, oh, not, not even... a, not even. It wasn't even needed. It wasn't... He didn't no. Yeah. No, it wasn't. But you're missing five guys, uh, maybe six, including Lots. Ederson, which, by the way, Stefan... Uh, we got to talk about this for a second. <laughs> he almost um, fucked that up. <laughs> was indirect free kick the correct call? It was yes. in the box. On, on, on a pickup, it is, yeah. It no, is. It, was out, it was outside. No, no. It was a fucking thousand percent Oh, no. It was box. in the box, but it's a back pass. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. A back pass is indirect free kick. But so then I guess Chelsea moved it outside the box? I don't know what they... they you yeah, know, they, I was, they, they fudged the move. Like, it's not the fucking... <clears throat> what I like about the ball in soccer is it's accuracy, not precision. It doesn't have to... Like, you, yeah. you ever watch where the throw-ins are? <laughs> never even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Right? That's why it gets so frustrating with offside. It's like the game was designed to be played for fun, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, no, I get that. Anyway, so, so, but then City just really turned up the gears. Uh, I don't even remember who scored. Uh, it was Gundogan's first goal was Gundogan from Foden. Foden yeah, from Foden. I believe uh, Foden De from, Bruyne. from De Bruyne, right? That was an amazing finish. Oh, fantastic. And then, then De Bruyne on, a, on the worst solo break i've ever seen by any player ever raheem sterling is alone with the goalkeeper (laughs) with a little tiny black dog behind him uh in the form of ngalo kante who fucked something up that was a headed ball i believe by De Bruyne, straight to uh sterling and he spins around the goalkeeper he doesn't know what he's doing he gets the shot and then luckily the bounce goes off the post post. and 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 foden was there foden was is always first down the pitch uh, and then uh, De Bruyne put it home, but he missed. And De Bruyne has been missing a lot, so that he was missed, his first uh, a sitter in this game. It could have been five nothing at halftime. One thing I want to highlight about the third goal, though, that to me is a hundred percent Frank Lampard's fault. Right? It's two nil. You, uh, what? Where are we in the game? Like thirty fifth or so minute? Thirty fifth minute. Yes. Um, you put everybody up front in the box, like almost as if it's like a last second equalizer, right? Um, nobody back. Fucking literally nobody. 
You had yeah, just Conte. Said, no, Conte sort of. Conte was he was there was nobody even close to the halfway line. Correct. Which is why Sterling just needed a ten yard header, and he's like, "Oh, I have a sixty yard breakaway now." Like, yeah. So for me, that goal and is where was, and where was Chelsea? Where, like, the defenders never that, showed up. They were no, gone. they were in the box. That's what I mean. <laughs> so so Lampard tried to get cute there and try to nick one back. And it backfired extremely. The, the, he, so Lampard really ended the game. How many times have we seen in this, you know, in this league this year, goals, you know, it, a two nothing deficit gets disappeared in the second half. I mean, United's done not two with times City anymore. Not with City anymore. Fine, but like, is is that point in the game really the, worth that amount of risk right there? Now, obviously, when you do that, you don't think that it's going to smack you back in the face, no. but it did. I think the other big thing was there was like a mass disorganization in the back line of Chelsea. It's like, Tiago's there. Aspilicueta's there. And yeah. City are just just moving. They, they had no striker. They're just moving guys around. And they just marked nothing. <laughs> just like, well, yeah, it was weird to see that, you know, City can be locked up. I mean, it, it can be done. Like, you just spend a couple minutes and get your shape. But it seemed they just didn't know, like, Chelsea didn't know what to do. And they just got smoked. And the second half, I really, it really petered out. But Chelsea just stopped doing anything. Nothing. Well, and then Callum Hudson Odoi came on. And by the way, I get that there's a lot of a lot of talent in those, you know, contention for those spots. He's as good as anybody. They're like, all good. They're all really good. I know, but so that's the, kind the of the problem is they're all the same. Right. And that's kind <laughs> of Lampard's problem, right? Like, yeah. You always say that this is a good problem to have. I don't know that it is for him. It's not right always now. a good not, – not right. for him, right. No, but he's uh, sitting here on January 4th. He has no fucking clue what his best 11 is. Yeah, and That's speaking of speaking great. of teams with, with best 11s, we have to go and talk about the team we don't want to talk about. We don't want to talk about Manchester United being top of the league. Uh, well, I want to talk about it. I'm not happy about it. But I want to I'm not about happy it. about it, but this was a good performance from United, and they have been stringing together good performance. And this is probably the first game – against somebody that you were like oh shit okay <laughs> these this is a real game and 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 villa gave it to them pretty hard it was not, they were not fucking around uh it was a little bit of a mistake for Martial's goal and then shockingly uh fernandez got a penalty i, I don't know how these things happen never happens never. Um, yeah, no, uh, but, I mean, but they were clear uh i think one thing that's different for united that i like is Bailly coming in for Lindelof? Lindelof was always a little bit more of a a finesse defender, if you want to build mm -hmm. in in hockey terminology. If we think about the old way, he was a European defender. <laughs> He's Swedish, perfect. <laughs> right? He was more of a of a of a mover of the of the puck rather than a rather than a that, that's not true anymore, but uh, it used to be. Uh, and and he gives him a little bit more bite in the back, and with Fred and McTominay. And then they do the three across with Rashford, Fernandez, and Pogba. Pogba doesn't have to defend. They don't have that weakness anymore. So I think what United have done now is they've found the balance, right? Martial mm -hmm. is the nine. That's where he should go. If, if he's weak, then Cavani goes there. They're giving up on, on Greenwood. Greenwood was a flash in a pan. He had this wonderful 10 goals last season. Rashford goes there, okay? He's the best player. Pogba yep. has worked his way back into, this, into the team. And then Fernandez is just a machine, and they basically are doing what smart teams do, and that's, oh, we have the best player in the league. Let's make the whole team run around him. Yep. And I think teams don't do that enough. They're just like, no, no 
There's ways to do this. This is how you do it. You make him the number 10. He has to do nothing except be himself and he's free. If he wants to go take a piss on the side of the fucking pitch for a while and smoke a cigarette and come back, we're ready. Just whenever you're ready, you're here. Like, you're free. I think I think obviously he has been literally for a year now because he came in in January last year, by far the best player in the league, right? But I mean, he's 15 and 15. That's yeah. fucking crazy. With that said, adding Pogba to that midfield has sort of given him another gear or it's it allowed him an, to sustain. It gives him another gear. And it'll, but it allows him to sustain the freedom that he sort of enjoyed for the most part of yeah. at least through the end of last year and the early part of this year because there were some games where somebody sat on him like we've seen happen with De Bruyne, we've seen happen with Kane uh, where he disappeared, right? And it obviously gives, it gives, he would still it gives, show up in the form of options, penalty. right? It gives yes. you another a world-class player. Like the goal that they scored from Martial three moves before Pogba worked back on defense, steals the mm -hmm. ball off someone, pops it over himself, and then passes it out to Wambasaka, who takes off. Exactly. And then the cross yep. comes. A, a, a good cross from Wambasaka. Shocking. Like they scored a goal because Wambasaka made a cross right. that wasn't terrible. I mean, that's well, really right now United's big weaknesses are their their fullbacks are non, they're not modern. They're some other I think Shaw gets a bad rap. I think he's had a pretty solid year, all things considered. But Wambasaka certainly is not your modern fullback, right? No. Um but if they but had yeah, one, they'd be fucking unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, but no. no, I think that that's kind of where you've seen, right. To use another American sports analogy, if a baseball player has like an, a hitter has like an amazing six to eight weeks and then the league sort of like catches up to him, goals, catches up to him, figures out his tendencies, how to pitch to him. And then he sort of re, uh, reemerges, right. Yeah. That's sort of what I've seen with Bruno. Now, obviously the, the small, the, the middle oh, part was extremely yeah, under, he's, he's under making the adjustment to the adjustment. He's made, well. Pogba is the adjustment to the adjustment, essentially, yeah. right? Because that's allowing yeah. him the freedom it, to keep it, doing the shit he's been doing. It's unfair also to, to give Villa short shrift. Grealish, incredible again. They didn't they were get on so the ball good. as much again, but Grealish is basically their Fernandez, right? He's there. He's yep. he's right there. He's like a – what did I hear? Maybe you said this. He's he's a poor – he's he's Eden Hazard. He's that good. Like No, I think you said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just makes the whole thing work, right? Like – these teams that are just doing it the old way, they're they're non-systemic. They're just like, oh, this guy's incredible. Yeah. Give him the ball. Like all you well, do, and that's you another just team. Them, everything just goes to him. Right? <laughs> like, like, well, that's exactly what we were saying about Fernandez yeah. two minutes ago, right? Yeah. It's the same exact thing for Villa. Everything flows through him. And the best part about that is that Amr Ghazi and Bert, uh, Bertrand Traore yeah. on the they're wings, playing well. Forget, forget for a second about Ollie Watkins, and you shouldn't because we'll get to him in a second. But those wingers have been scoring at will. They're good. And they're creating all of these problems because you have to attend so much energy to uh, Grealish and to Watkins. Well, but these they're also, they're also, the giving, like they're also giving Grealish space because they're a problem. So all of a sudden you can't just right, now. Double, double mark, right? Well, they figured exactly, that out. Right. So, so now it's kind of a so – I, 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 I think one of the things that I think about with this league, and I heard this stat on the broadcast today, Liverpool have the lowest points at this time of the year for any team leading the league since 2001. Wow, 20 years. Yeah, so that's, that's, that says to me the, mi the middle of this league is good, right? And that takes yes. us to Southampton, just pulled off something really good. Aston Villa just pulled off something really good. Arsenal 
are supposed to be a top team. They're getting better. They're in the mm-hmm. middle of the, they're in the middle of the juice. You got wolves. Yeah, wolves though. Wolves. Wolves are a little bit down, but the 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 center of this league, the middle class, if you will, the mid table, is strong. Right. Leeds is a fucking mm-hmm. promoted team. <laughs> that makes it hard. And now, to be fair, does Sheffield having one point make it look good? Because it basically their ten points has gone into the middle of the league somewhere, right? Right. Or right, and then right, right. and then Brighton, who I who I I'm falling out of love with. That's a team that plays and gives people a hard time, and they're in the relegation zone basically. <laughs> yeah. And then Fulham, who we have this COVID crisis, they haven't played for two two games. They're tough as fuck. They turned it around. They look like fodder, and now they're taking points off people. And then the last one is like Burnley, who's just like a motherfucker team. Well, you haven't even mentioned two teams. I didn't watch this game. It was on Friday. But Everton and West Ham are two of the the middle class, if you will, this year, right? Like, Yeah, they, all Everton the teams are good. Always, like, it's tough. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Everton is basically the same team they've always been, Like, they, but they've yeah. just had a sexier start to the season. They've well, they, they lost all their back. players is the thing, right? They right. lost their fullbacks. They lost Dinya, who I just watched the video, is like, if you were to make a team out of the best players not in the top six traditional TMZ, T, TM, traditional top six, Dina would be the left back. <laughs> like yeah, I think that's fair. He's that good. And you would even mm-hmm. say Pereira on Leicester if he was around. But And we didn't even talk about Leicester. But they, they now just fight. They're playing with three defense. But this I watched this game, and you know West Ham just got their goal late. It was just gnarly. Oh, Suchek, right? I did, Suchek, I did see the end of just the Just a fucking a smash and grab blech, kind of game, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, sometimes games are like that. The best game, weirdly, was the Brighton Wolves game. Tale of two halves. Oh, my God. Wild. <laughs> Wolves. Wolves all over. All over Brighton. Dan Byrne has a fuck, almost has the, the fucking golden sombrero of... Somebody uh, check a, on Dan Byrne. Yeah, he's not well. <laughs> he might be on the train track somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He he had an own goal. He gave up a penalty, uh, and he had one. And he led. The, he gave up a free kick that led to a goal, uh, and had and, a yellow card. Yeah, <laughs> he if just, he had been sent off, he would have gotten the, the 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 super. And he's just. And it's not fair. I mean, he's six foot six playing left back trying to yeah. guard Triore. So he just <laughs> he had a hard time. Uh, but they came back, and they were much 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 better in the second half than um than wolves these are two teams again both need a striker both need they have identities they they're both frustrating you know uh you know we're seeing with wolves are kind of in transition they've lost jimenez who's their focal point would score their goals and now you would see it you'd watch the game they'd get someone to the byline and you're like whoa there's nobody in the box yeah what's gonna happen now so uh, and then the last one, about like, this. I, I don't know where Bali is unless he's injured. I, I think he's lost. To- he might be. I, I I couldn't tell you. But so going back to losing Jimenez, right? We talked a little bit about this on uh, on the Twitterverse. <laughs> Diego Costa <laughs> is basically angling for a move outside of uh, outside of Madrid, and well, he got bought I think out. So like he's a, a free huge- agent. He's free. Oh, he is a free agent. I didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah. part. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I was still under the impression that there was a clause in the buyout, though, that like if he goes to Chelsea then it's a whole thing and he he has to forfeit like a shit ton of money so uh, keep, keeping it as if they would need him right um but i think there's a like why wouldn't we have a conversation if i'm wolves 
about bringing Diego Costa onto my team. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. It all depends on when Jimenez is coming back. Um, he fits in. He well, speaks I Portuguese. Mean, that was a gruesome injury. And I saw it happen to Ryan Mason uh, a few years ago. His fucking career ended. So I wouldn't yeah, your be head gets optimistic. cracked open. Uh, it's usually a problem. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be optimistic about Raul Jimenez, who, yeah. by the way, plays the game with his head like a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't That's even, something. I forgot about that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to run. I'm going to be healthy enough to, like, not throw up from my clear and present, like, very severe concussion. Also, mentally, like, does he have PTSD? Has he never wanted head the ball? 100% ball. would. Never. 100% will. It's like getting There's drilled. no way he's going to be the same player. Right. Like it's like getting yeah. drilled, right? If you never come back. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So he's not going to be back if he's at all on the field. He's not going to be anywhere close to what he was this yeah. season, hopefully early next season. So yeah. they're going to need a replacement sooner. And then I think the last thing we've got, uh, we've got Lester plugging away. You know, we, we're not giving them the credit they deserve. They're in third. <laughs> One point hey, behind the leaders. Uh, they're the thing a is, really, I, really good team. I don't trust them. They beat City, I know. But when they played Liverpool, they just showed up like a bunch of punks and got lit up. So I, I don't trust them in a big game yet. Uh, Wilfred and Didi, again, makes the difference. If you look, go through their record, whenever they lose or look bad, it's because Wilfred and Didi is not playing. So Perfect. as long as they have that, that, that holding midfielder, that, their Conte, they'll be fine. Uh, and then, you know, the Vardy issue is the Vardy issue. They don't have a Sun, you know, and Kane combo. They just have Vardy. Uh, See, I, I sort of disagree. I think that, not, not to say that they have a Sun and a Kane, I think Harvey Barnes, Tielemans, Madison around Vardy is one of more them. of a Yeah, supporting... one of them can pop, yeah. Sure, but I think more of a supporting cast than just Marez on that team. Now, keep in mm. mind, that was probably the worst year collectively for the Premier League. I'm not saying, I'm not belittling anything that they did with that title oh, in win. in recent memory, yeah. In recent memory, it was yeah. the weakest league, right? Yeah. Everybody had a down year, and that's what yeah. allowed Leicester and almost Spurs to kind of go for the title. Yeah. Um, so in that context, in one of the strongest years that we've seen, top to bottom, yeah. it stands to reason that I would say that this Leicester team is better than the the champion team. Oh, I think yeah, I, I think there have been the, the the last two the the Roger these last these this the Rogers version of Leicester is better than the team that won. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. I'd agree with that. Cuz that was uh oh, by the way, one thing I noticed was um uh <laughs> one of my favorite goalkeepers was back today. Uh uh from back in the day Fraser Foster played for Southampton, yeah. which is weird. That mm -hmm. motherfucker is agricultural. He did not play one ball out from the back. If the ball went back to him, he hoofed it. He just punted it. Yep. Uh, every single one. Like not like I, I noticed one. it. I noticed it because there's so much playing out from the back. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he was just not he, fucking around. I don't think he has that in him. <laughs> it was amazing. No, yeah. They mentioned it around like the 60th minute, and he just shot one at the opposite corner flag. And he was like, I'm just going to try and get a throw in as close to the fucking thing as I can. And he got about five yards away from it. It was pretty awesome. Because I um, liked him when, when South, the, in the Pochettino, Kuman era, Southampton, sure. when they finished seventh, he was awesome. And then mm -hmm. he sort of fell off when people were like, oh, you got to play out from the back. He's like, I'm six foot seven. I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I don't. built like a brick shit house. 
you no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but he's back, and uh, I don't know why. Maybe McCarthy was hurt or whatever. But that was one thing I noticed that was pretty funny. Uh, speaking of my prescient brain, Brighton secretly in this five games in a week uh, world, they've changed their goalkeeper like I told them to. <laughs> oh, I actually missed that. Who's in net for them now? Yeah, they have this uh, this Spaniard that's been with them since he was 15, uh, Sanchez. So he's okay. come in. They got rid of Matty Ryan because he sucked. <laughs> like I said, he did. He had like a good start to last year and then sucked. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but they're still fucking up. So maybe it wasn't the goalkeeper. Um, but then I think, I believe we have a, a Premier League break, but we should probably talk a little FA Cup action. I'm sure well, we you're got, one we week. we got the, uh, the, whatchamacallit? Yeah, the one week. We But we've got the Carabao Crappity Cup tomorrow. And oh, Wednesday, yeah, my team. I don't. The FA Cup of the weekend. We'll talk about the FA Cup on Thursday. But we, we actually glossed over one big game or one big-ish team. Oh, uh, Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. Yeah. 4-0 over West Brom. In the snow, which was cool. Mikel Arteta plays the kids, and he's getting results. And uh, I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Emil Smith-Rowe, he's he's looking really good. You know, Listen, he's, it's, he's it's, got Lacazette coming off the score, uh, on the yeah, score sheet. So. I mean, you know, they were better than their results. So it's a little bit of they're not as bad as that bad run, and they're not as good as winning three in a row. Like they beat sure. the fucking Brighton B team one nil. That team was shitty, right? <laughs> I mean, the Chelsea results real. I get it. This result is t- is a tough result to get to get four against West Brom after after they had two one ones or a, and a nil nil against Liverpool and City, but then get humped. Um, you know, it's good for Arsenal. Kieran Tierney is. If I'm Kieran Tierney, I'm calling my agent. I'm like, yo, can I go to someplace good? Because these guys suck. Get me out of here. Because he's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's really You know, it's, it's funny. It's funny to think of, I think one of the things that's going to be probably tough for Arsenal fans, and I know that they had to deal with it when they got the stadium and they would ju- and and Wenger would sell, you know, he sold uh, Clichy and he showed he sold Nasri and he sold Adebayor and he would and they sold Fabregas and all these guys and Henri in the end and everyone would just leave. Is do do guys want to stay at Arsenal? Why? Like, there's no, you don't get the sense they're gonna win the fucking league. Like, Arsenal's not a, they're not a big club. <laughs> no, I've been in I mean, the Champions League. They don't have any moments. They don't have any also, moments. You also look at. Like what their team makeup is, right? And like, I mean, they're in the beginning of a cycle, right? How is yes. it going to look in three years? Yeah, right. I would say even earlier than that because you've got a bunch of these kids coming through. You're going to lose Ozil. You're going to lose. I forget one or two other big contracts. Lacazette's pretty old. Lacazette, right? So like, um, these guys Jaka. with name brands and yeah, Jaka with with name brands and and paychecks to go along with it. That they're gonna you, air. They're, they'll 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 push out. Yeah. They'll push out, but what happens when that happens is that you you get that freedom to be able to bring other players in because, like you said, they're not a big club in the sense that they're not going to be making transactions and, and transfers like like a city or a Liverpool. Like they're not a they're not a well run club either, right? But not I think right now they're not. Flush, no. Not right now. But you can flush that out. Uh, you can bring in youth. It actually reminds me right now of like Sherwood era Spurs. Um, That's where they are. In, yeah. So, but all they need is a few of those. They don't need a Harry Kane. They need a few guys to come through and be serviceable. Orion Mason, Harry Winks. I I wanted to tell you, one of the things I thought about while I was watching Leeds play Tottenham. Yeah. I thought about Pochettino Tottenham. That's all I could think about. I was like, oh yeah, 
Yeah. Remember how everybody loved Spurs for that little yeah. that 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 beginning of Pochettino. You're like, who's what is this? Yeah. Who is this was, team? Everyone loved them. That, oh, that it was charismatic. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying was, to think of like who was who. Like who are the players that matched it? I'm like, oh, Deli Ali would run and Musu and Musa Dembele. I don't even remember early Spurs. There was some weird. There was like Bentaleb and fucking weird dudes because i was watching. Well, yeah but i mean you had the best fullbacks in england you had rose and walker they were awesome yeah oh they were great you and vertongan and aldevaro were already there so that they were they were they were incredible a lock yeah every game it was just right. the two belgian best was, friends yeah but that's what uh, i was that's what i was thinking about as i was watching sad. leeds i was like oh yeah mm-hmm. that's what spurs used to play like. yeah yeah <laughs> that especially the beginning that when we were talking about leicester i was like holy shit that's that's that but that's the thing like so this is off off the whole thing. It's just like there's a big difficulty and argument to be had when you, that football always has, right? It's the light and the darkness. It's the philosophy versus the pragmatism. It's the playing for wins or playing for result, right? Because there's, because there's so few events that show how well you played, you can get disconnects from that, right? Mm-hmm. You can be Brighton own the ball, create 10 scoring chances, Neil Mope miss them and lose one nil because the guy just kicks it onto some big guy's head and they slam it in after it goes off someone's knees and lose a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so there's that constant yin and yang going on in football. And I and I I always I love it because it, I don't know if any other sport really has style as one of the conversations. I suppose basketball has to. Or did it a, little, used to? a little bit, a little bit. Like people don't like Harden, right? Because he right. just takes the ball, dribbles it, and plays by himself. Basketball mm-hmm. has it a little bit. I su- I know hockey had it. Like people hated fucking New Jersey. They were the worst when they that was that was, that was more of an anti style. That was Mourinho on steroids, right? Right. Like, that was the most park bussying ever. Plus like 10 like that was that was horrible they yeah well they basically they broke the game like they needed to change the rules to be like hey you can't fucking do that like that's right right right. they got rid of the two-line pass they got rid of they've changed the behind the net they did all sorts which is good right like soccer can't do that (laughs) right Right? so i mean they do they 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 do have their moments where they got rid of goalkeeper get back passes they kept changing offside to make it better and now var fucked it up um, but yeah, I do think about that in terms of like in the NFL, nobody cares about the style you play. Like as long as you win, who cares? Yeah, right. It's it's nobody critiques any style that's winning, right? Like nobody's like, oh, you're boring. Like a really great defensive team is a really great defensive team. Even uh, who was it? The the Bucks Baltimore. when they won the Super Bowl. Baltimore also yeah. when they uh, like. It was hi. Trent Dilfer is my quarterback. The, the dude is already care. working for ESPN. He stinks, yeah. but he's a quote unquote game manager, right? He doesn't fuck it up. We basically are playing chess, uh, one four downs at a time, uh, yeah. and it works. And the fans yeah. love that shit. And nobody, yeah, no one, no one goes. But they didn't win the right way. <laughs> right. Right. Although I mean, in it, basketball, it goes, in basketball, you, nobody cares unless you win. No I team think that there's they they're not remembered. Teams aren't remembered, right? Uh, like the Suns from with Steve Nash, two thousand four to probably two thousand ten, are a remembered team. They didn't win for their style, 
But that's one mm. team. Yeah. All the teams with the best style win. There's no good style that loses. <laughs> like you well, can't. Well, that's be... what I mean. It's not criticized, right? right. But no you, but you can't. You can't be the Knicks and play up and down, run and gun, and lose. And people be like, they're playing so well. I just love to watch them. <laughs> right. There's happen. no. There's no sucking Leeds' dick while they're getting smashed. Right. Like, <laughs> it's it's. If you're not playing although, the shit although, in baseball, wouldn't it be? But that's the thing that would be amazing, right? What if you did in the NFL do that and just be like, "We're going every down. We're we're just playing differently. We're gonna throw hail marys every fucking play. We're we're not gonna do right. anything conventional." And people just be like, "I have to watch this team. They're insane." Right. And basically, you become the XFL inside the NFL. Right, but it's, it's too conservative. Reverses, and you would, and you would just yeah. never do it. Right. <laughs> right, but that's the thing, right? Like, or that become, is what the NFL is now, basically. Like, well, sort of, but like, you become just the most predictably unpredictable, and like, it won't work, right? Because <laughs> there's just so many different pieces in play. And as soon as it stops working, you know what everybody says? Stop fucking you. doing that. Yeah, they yeah you're out of here. <laughs> anyway, so, I, I yeah. do wish that we had those style points in more sports because it, it lends to more conversation, right? Like, United. Are winning right now. Nobody thinks they're a good team. Yeah, they're just kind of like they have really good players who do something amazing once a game, but I don't feel like it's a cohesive unit that puts teams to the sword. They just beat them, right? right. Which is weird, don't you think? It's bizarre. I agree. Yeah, no, right? absolutely. Or or Tottenham right now. They were going to win the league. It was fine. They start shitting the bed on some of these games, and now it's like, well, what, is, what are we going to do? I mean, Mourinho. Right. You can't um, – they don't deserve to win. <laughs> Playing like that, I'll forget it. But even uh, in, in Spurs circles, right, it's like – Oh, yeah, there's, there's an a, argument. There's an argument. There's a begrudging acceptance because, I mean, shit, the last time they won anything, it was the fucking League Cup in 2008. So they're like, guys, it's time. We kind of don't give a shit how it happens. Um but the argument against is, yeah, but we better fucking win something. Because if we don't and we had to awful. sit through this shit, <laughs> yeah, this is this bullshit, is and we don't win, I'd rather lose and have fun. Like, that's the point, right? Like, I think that's the difference is that winning is just the only thing in, in the American sports landscape. And ironically, until it's not when losing is the only thing with tanking. But God, in, we ha they had fucking tanking in an NFL game. I never thought I'd see it. I know. That's and, and, bad. Right. But in the but in the Premier League, it's it's the only thing you've got. So you just want to feel good about how your team looked and performed on the day. Not over a balance of time, just like how did they how did they play on like on the field today? They lost three to two. I get that. But did, were the goals shitty? Was it a bad penalty? Yeah, there's did weird, they, there's an aesthetic judgment of it. It's there is are. <laughs> because but like I said, because they just want to go home feeling good about it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their to. lives are miserable. Right, exactly. Whereas I hate that I lose. Like it, it still comes back to them only having one thing. Where <laughs> I'm gonna watch the Yankees, and if the Yankees lose, I'm gonna be annoyed, and I'll turn on the Giants or the Rangers or whatever. Right? I, I've got three or four different things I can I can watch. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose. Any, I, I don't think I don't. So think that's kind of the problem. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, but it takes it different. takes up all their airtime though. Like they're not even they don't talk about rugby. Nobody's a fucking rugby fan. Not, and the crazy thing wasn't even was professional until like last week. Yeah, if it takes up all their fucking airtime, why is there anybody on TV who has an analytical eye for this stuff? Who says I have like, no idea. like Danny Higginbotham 
Danny Higginbotham, by the way, on is like uh, blowing on, the on doors NBC. off the show. Right. Yeah, he's good. He's been great. But like, why isn't there more people like that? On I feel like everybody is Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith in England. They're just like, ah, it's uh, all pundits too, right? Die. They don't have pundits. Well, it's all, like, well they basically co they cover the five teams, and to to get the nerd stuff, you have to go on podcasts, and that's how it is. But that's how it is in every sport. No, I guess uh mlb yeah 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 because even that it's not mainstream stuff it's not during the broadcast or the pre or post game stuff for the most i mean part. kenny kenny brian kenny kind of changed how you cover baseball i mean yes. he put the nerd stuff in but you know and the nerds won and they they fucked up baseball <laughs> yeah they did <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even saying, listen, there's, there is absolutely a threshold where it's from a spectator pro point of view, like just, uh, seeing the nerd, the by the velocity. way, the, nerd, the nerds are fucking up basketball too. Oh, I know the, the exit velocity on every swing. I'm like, I don't, oh, do we have historical context or is this four years old? Like, ah, oh, you mean Reggie Jackson never hit a ball hundred miles an hour? Go fuck yourself. He did enough. Of course he did. <laughs> Well, so, you know, it's funny, that, but going back to that, I feel like what's great about the Premier League is there's no past. It's literally, everything is just like, oh, it's just this season. Players come and go. They disappear. You never hear from them again. They're just gone. <laughs> right. Like, they're just like, three years ago, my team was completely different. I don't even know where the other guys are. They're just gone. They just poof. <laughs> they're like, oh, he's in Besiktas. You watch some European game. You're like, hey. That guy used to be on my team. Yeah, they're in a gulag somewhere and fucking. <laughs> but it's literally Moscow. they play for Gulag FC. I mean, that's literally a team name. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like Demba Ba showed up in that Besha Kashir game. I'm like, that's fucking Demba Ba. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I was like, oh my god, I know that Bucky guy. That's the Bucky Dent. That's the that's the that's Aaron Boone for for the for the for the for, for Liverpool. Right? He's there. He is. Right, what is yeah, he doing yeah, there? Yeah. Right, <laughs> and he did it again. Delivered to, to United, right? He fucking basically yeah. put them out of the Champions League because no one in Mark. Where have you been? <laughs> I've been, in, I've been in a hurt locker for the last six years. Yeah, I've been, I've been hanging out in fucking Constantinople with cats. It's fucking amazing. I love it here. That's right. That's the thing with soccer. It's so fucking bizarre. You're like, wait a minute. The manager of Brighton was the guy in the Europa League who Arsenal had to play in the snow, and he's the. How the fuck did that? Why was he in Sweden? Ostersunds? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's the part that I love. That's why, like, the international part makes me fucking crazy. I love it every single time. Like, I know more about Europe because of teams playing in fucking Ulanga Patar. I'm like, all right, what, what is this team? Partisan? Who? All right. It has definitely helped with my geography uh, <laughs> understanding, for sure. Yeah. You're like, oh. Oh, that team's – oh, they're just right there. It's only a two-hour flight. <laughs> right, right, right. I thought it was in fucking Azerbaijan, the land of fire. <laughs> All right. I think we went on too far. All right. We I'm did. stopping. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays. For the Premier League season, we will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.